Yes, my boy. I was once called Obi-Wan Kenobi, back when I was a Jedi Knight, like your father. My father was a Jedi? Asked the startled youth, remembering stories about the noble knights who kept the peace before the Empire took control. Yes, Luke. And this was his lightsaber. I've been saving it for you. Ben handed Luke a sleek cylinder. At the touch of a button, an intense beam of light shot out to form a glowing blade. This is the weapon of the Jedi. everywhere and welcome to episode four of blast points where we know the only thing more fun than watching star wars is talking star wars i am your host jason gimner and i am joined once again with mr gabe bot hey it's gabe i'm back all right gabe so if, uh, if you can believe it we have uh three new itunes reviews all right, so then the deal still stands. If you if you do a review for us on iTunes, we'll read it live via podcast. Yeah. All right, so the first one is from Liam's dad, uh, and it's more Star Wars than you can handle. Do you have a group of friends that you sit around with discussing the minutia of Star Wars with? Are you waiting patiently for Rogue One in Episode 8? Do you scour Google Daily for the latest news? Do you notice things in the fifth viewing of Force Awakens that you didn't notice in the first fourth? If so, this will seem very familiar to you. They are clearly geeks and proud of it. Great job, guys. Keep them coming. All right. So thank you, Liam's dad. Thank you. And, you know... It's more like if you've seen Force Awakens like eight, nine times, that you know, but... Yeah, then you start to notice stuff. Then you start to notice things. So next we got from uh, J.D. Riznar, uh, a fellow Muskegon-born, Muskegon-Michigan-born citizen. Hilarious pals talking about swars, which I, he was S, like apostrophe wars, which I every time I look at it, I just think s'mores, but... yeah. Maybe we need to make more uh, s'mores for the podcast. We do. We may just start a podcast about s'mores. Yeah, we just eat them. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Star Wars? <laughs> Too busy with the s'mores, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you on the Star Wars video. <laughs> All right. Jason and Gabe uh, have an amazing shorthand and goofball hangups you'll be wrapped up in right away. I laugh a lot at their dumb banter, nachos. I'm a tenth of the fan uh, than, than these two, but I can't get enough. Their passion is contagious. Star Wars can do no wrong with these two. Uh, and this podcast can do no wrong for you. You won't throw your iPhone across the room. Which is good. We're not working. We're not working hard enough. I know. <laughs> we haven't even brought up the deleted scenes from Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Just wait till that month when we talk about that. Just wait then. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Attack of the Clones deleted scene month. Watch out. <laughs> Welcome to Attack of the Clones deleted scene month. All we're going to be talking about. Makitula. <laughs> yeah, sweetheart. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so the next one is from Robot Laser, 
and it's titled GOAT, which uh, I had to look up actually stands for greatest of all time. I was like, why, is, why do you title it GOAT? And I'm like, maybe that's something like the kids know about that I don't. <laughs> yeah, that Star Wars is totally GOAT. <laughs> Force Awakens, totally GOAT. Um, this is the greatest Star Wars pod. Is this the greatest Star Wars podcast in the galaxy? Even Kanji Club and Moof Milkers think so. Yes, I think so too. They're smart people. They're very like smart. Club. So, so Gabe, uh, JD Riznar's review uh, it hinted at something that really made me think: Is there anything about Star Wars that we don't like? I don't really like Snuva's haircut. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. But yeah. I guess I kind of do like it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there isn't anything. I don't know. So, I, okay, my only thing I could think of uh, was maybe when it, when it's too much Boba Fett. Yeah, you can see too much Boba Fett. Like just, and I got nothing against. I like Boba Fett, and I like like bounty hunter stories, but when it's too much Boba Fett stuff, I think not having uh, Attack of the Clones and Sith and 3D at the theaters. I don't like that. No, that made me mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I even Hard to talk about. I even I was so ready with that whole 3D thing. Like I just I, I really wanted the original trilogy in 3D. Yeah, yeah. I was ready to watch all of them in 3D. I was. I still think it would have been cool to put the original trilogy out before Force Awakens in 3D. Like, space them out over the course of time. But, you know, I don't know. I get why they wouldn't want to do that, but whatever. But he asked. He asked what we didn't like. You asked what we didn't <laughs> like, and you got it. More. Now we're sad. Thanks a lot, JD. You bummed us out. Um, okay, this will cheer things up. So, uh, I asked online if anyone had any um, Star Wars questions from kids, right? And we got one response. Truly wonderful, the mind of a child is. From four and a half year old Phoebe Baker in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And Phoebe asks the girl alien with the lips. And that's her dad filled in that that's size Snoodles. Does she sing any other songs? She's a fan. So, Gabe, what was the first thing you thought of? The first was which song is she talking about? Is it Jedi Rocks or Lofty Neck? Both, both beautiful songs. Both beautiful songs, which I keep trying to convince people that uh, I actually think I like Jedi Rocks better now. Lofty Neck was like my favorite Star Wars, uh, not John Williams song for uh-huh. the longest time, and I think I like that I rocks better now. How did you come around to that idea? The last few times I watched Return of the Jedi, it's just grown on me. And then the other day in the car, I had the music on just random, and Lockheed Neck came on, and I kind of wished it was Jedi Rocks. <laughs> 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 oh man! So yeah. what? So there's another big size noodle song out there. Yeah, from Clone Wars, right? Yeah, the with yeah. the, the the hunt for zero. That's a really good episode. <laughs> I would say just by any zero the hut episode, you you really can't lose. No, but that one was like they took 
you know, it's already got zero. And then he has a love story with Slice Noodles. <laughs> he sings a song for him. And he has tons of dialogue. <laughs> a lot, any episode where they just let Zero the Hut just talk. And that one has uh, Quinlan Vos, right? Oh, like yeah. Like Surfer Dude and out of the uh, dropship and irritating Obi-Wan. Hang 10, dude! <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's start to finish. That's like, oh, and Zero's mom. So oh. I think start to finish, that's uh, in the top shelf of Clone Wars episodes. And Sice Noodles, uh, her song she sings for Zero is very, 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 very extremely reminiscent of Anything Goes from Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yep. All right, so let's go ahead and let's listen to that whole thing right now. Uh, This is for you, Phoebe Baker. It's still beautiful. It's good. Um, and so now Valentine's Day is coming up, so don't forget. Yeah, if you got <laughs> if you got a romantic night for uh, if you don't have anything planned for Valentine's Day, pull up Netflix and The Hunt for Zero. You'll fall in love all over again. So we have another question, right, Gabe? Yes, this is uh, not from a child, but from uh, our good friend Richie, who. Uh, was curious as how the Wampa got Luke on the top of the ice cave. It's, a, it's you know it's a very good question and I've never thought about it in my whole life before. So yeah, my at first thought the only thing I could think is maybe he had fire breath, but uh, I don't know. What do you think, Jason? Maybe uh, he used Tauntaun guts, hot Tauntaun guts, <clears throat> and melts the ice with the Tauntaun guts. Mm. sticks Luke up there and it's so cold on Hoff that it immediately freezes yeah maybe he licked Luke's licked Luke's boots which is very hard to say yeah (laughs) (laughs) where's that deleted scene of just a wampa licking Luke Skywalker's dirty boots getting his boots all gooey so he'll uh, (laughs) stick to the ceiling it's just what wampas do. Did Richie have any ideas when he asked when he asked you this? Did he have any explanations? He thought maybe he could shoot water out of his wrists. That mm-hmm. was I think, the best he could come up with. <laughs> so someday, you know, maybe episode eight will go back to the the origins of the the wampa. Well, it's, 
I, again, let's write Ryan Johnson a letter. Yeah. Dude, we, we've got a lot of questions. Yeah. About, I know you're busy with Ray and Finn and Poe, but we really want to know. All that crap. As soon as you get done with that crap, tell us how the Wampa sticks people into the ceiling of its cave. Did, did you see, this just made me think, did you see that map that came out, the StarWars.com article with the maps? I didn't. Well, okay, so they talk about that Starkiller base is insanely close, but it's not Ilum, but it's insanely close to Ilum. Okay. Was that just recently? Yeah, just a couple days ago. Okay, because I remember the map way back when people were thinking, I think, weren't they thinking that it was Ilum that Starkiller was on? Yeah. Someone did the, did the science to figure out where it is. Okay, interesting. So, yeah. So they're they're messing with us with that hardcore. Uh, so okay, so the it, the the video Luhan the Inner Force that it came out. Did it come out like right right after Force Awakens or right before or something like that? It was it was right after because it was when they were kicking up the marketing for China because okay. they really wanted to make Star Wars popular in China. Um. So I don't know. Not many people talked about this video. It kind of leaves you speechless. Yeah, it kind of it left people so speechless <laughs> they couldn't even write about it on the internet. No, the words just fell apart as soon as you uh, strung them together. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to play a little sample of the song uh, right now for people. Uh, get ready to feel the 808. Because uh, here comes a little sample of Luhan, Luhan the Inner Force. <laughs> Go Darks. I'm gonna rock this way. Shake you to the ground now. Wanna feel the AOA. Love you though to Chuja. Okay, so Gabe, the song has nothing to do with Star Wars, really. No. Nothing. No, but the video does. Yeah, the, the pretty incredible. The video is really where it's at. So it starts out with tons and tons of clips from Force Awakens. Then you see you see Luhan dressed as a Jedi, and he's making little piles of dirt float around. Well, and do you remember way back when there was he had pictures of him as a Jedi, and I think people thought that was Luke. <laughs> Do you remember that? It's like, oh my no. God, there's pictures from Luke from Force Awakens. No. Yeah, there were some pictures going around, and people were convinced it was Luke, but it was just him in his Jedi outfit. That is, we can almost at this point, like, remember back four months ago, <laughs> when people were so crazy, they thought this Chinese pop singer Lu Han was Luke Skywalker. Yeah, they weren't taking it seriously, like. Porkins is Snoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still saying Prince Caesar is Snoke. Pretty soon, people are going to come around to that idea. Um, okay, so you got Luhan also running through a desert with BB-8 and R2-D2. Yeah. And, 
and the thing too is if you watch the beginning of the video when they're showing clips of the movie i could see people turning it off because they're like oh they're just showing clips from the movie you gotta stick with it and if you stay with it right you're rewarded. You're because then at the end, a bunch of star destroyers come flying over, dropping Tie Fighters and troop transports, and then BB-8 and R2D2 run and hide as Kylo Ren and a bunch of stormtroopers come out. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna take a guess. That's not Adam Driver in the Kylo Ren suit. Maybe it is though. Maybe it is. We don't know. <laughs> Maybe that was part of the contract. <laughs> you got to do. You got to do the Lu Han video. Seven, eight, and nine, and any Chinese music videos, you're on the hook. <laughs> so then Lu Han looks up. He he he, he lights up. Uh, it looks like the 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 chosen one saber, like the the same Anakin Luke Ray saber. Uh, to face off against the whole the whole first order, just Luhan. Here's my question: Is this video canon? Oh, I think technically it is, right? Any, <laughs> anything released Star Wars after the Disney acquisition is all now canon. So, Pablo Hidalgo, I hope you're listening. <laughs> now it could just be, you know, it's all Luhan's dream, which is still uh. canon. It's just not. So Luhan is canon, but maybe his dream is not. Right, right. Jedi Master Luhan <laughs> is canon. But the thing with the videos, it's like, this is the most R2-D2. There's like more R2-D2 in the video than the movie. Yeah, definitely. You get to see R2 and BB-8 hanging out together, which you didn't really get to see enough of in the movie. No. So... There's a lot of good stuff in there. Are you saying that, that is it better than The Force Awakens? You know, from a certain point of view, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Wait, wait till that episode. When, uh, we're going to convince you that uh, Inner Force is better than Force Awakens. Uh, Coming soon. We're going to get everybody to feel the 808. Nice to see a familiar face. Ichuta. How rude. So, so there have been uh, uh, some Rogue One info coming out recently. Um, it's like about Vader action. So he's got like a battle suit built for stunts and stuff. And supposedly uh, there's a big battlefield scene with Vader cutting off people's heads and throwing his sword around. Uh, throwing bodies to make human shields, and like on a big smoky battlefield. I don't know. What do you think about that, Gabe? I'm looking forward to seeing Vader in Rogue One. Yeah, I think we talked about this before. If you're going to go back to the time period, I think you need to see Vader. But I don't think it's going to be that violent. Because usually when they do the concepts, they kind of go nuts with it. Yeah. But I think the force power wielding Super Vader is a very real possibility. I mean, that's kind of what they've been doing in the comics, um, which has been pretty cool. And kind of in Rebels. Yeah, that's true in Rebels. I'm just, I guess, thinking the last, what, like, the little uh, Vader down run they did, which is pretty much everybody against Vader. Yeah. Um, He fought a bunch of Rebels, so yeah, I'm ready for it. I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. It's definitely it, it, it's like you, when you think about Darth Vader in um, 
in the movies, if, like if anyone ever asked you, is Darth Vader a badass? Your first question would probably be, like, well, yeah. But like we've never really, except for maybe his fight with Luke on Cloud City. Yeah, that's what I would say. I mean, that's where you really see that maybe he's not the fastest with the lightsaber anymore, but he can just fling tons of crap at you with the Force. No problem. And he's really strong, and he's like impossible to get a hit on. Yeah. But then you could also say that, well, maybe in that fight with Luke in Cloud City, you know, it's like Kylo Ren against Rey. He's not he's not focused. Like his it's his mind is elsewhere when he's fighting Luke. Yeah. Well, and he didn't want to kill Luke either. No. He so, just kind of wanted to scare him. So we, I mean, technically, we've never really seen post Anakin in the suit Vader just letting it rip. No, we never have. Just so, just be so that could be that could be Buck Wild. Yeah, especially if they're trying to play up the, you know, there's no Jedi's on the hero side. But if you're if you're messing around with the Death Star and stealing plans, there's got to be Vader. He's got to be there. Right. Yeah, you would think so because I mean, by the time a New Hope starts, he's after those plans, and it almost sounds like he's been personally sent out for those plans earlier than a New Hope. Yeah. Well, and it'll be it'll it, it'll even just be strange at first. I think even especially coming off Force Awakens to suddenly now back up and go to this pre New Hope timeline. Mm-hmm. And it'll be the first Star Wars movie we've ever seen um, that isn't an episode film. Right. Which is why it's odd to be so closely linked to an episode film as opposed to just like, hey, it's random Boba Fett adventures or, you know, Han, Han in high school. Right. <laughs> Singing and dancing. Yeah. I'm excited to see uh, Donnie Yen use his staff of plumbing to fix some pipes. <laughs> you know, the only way to sneak to get the plans is to go through the sewers and he's got his little plumber staff. That's what. That's why he's blind, so he can't see any of the nastiness in the uh, in the Death Star yeah. sewers. Yeah. Um. So, am over the weekend, Amazon uh, announced an April fifth release date for Force Awakens on uh, DVD, Blu-ray, and then they quickly pulled that again. Uh, but everybody's saying uh, it's pretty much going to be that April fifth, and they're just waiting for some big fancy fanfare announcement. Uh. I don't know, is it bad that like my hopes aren't really high for getting really good quality bonus features on Force Awakens? I don't know, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting because this will be the first not George Lucas Lucas film release. Um, well, yeah. Well, I guess the uh, the Metal Tin versions, but those were just re-releasing the version that already existed. So Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least JJ said there's going to be deleted scenes, so I'm curious if they're going to be kind of completed deleted scenes like we got in a lot of the prequel DVDs, or if it's just going to be rough kind of blue screen kind of stuff and just them on set. I don't know. Man, it's going to be weird having a Star Wars release without something different in the movie, too. Yeah, that will be really weird. No changes. Yeah, like I almost feel like they need to just change something just for, you know, for tradition. I'd say I would just hope, I mean, it's the thing, I we got so spoiled right off the bat with the episode one, the beginning documentary. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And we never really got anything of that caliber for episodes two or three. I mean, those those DVDs, oh. they weren't bad. Yeah, I mean, there was at least about, like, the 40-minute long, because there was the one on, on episode two all about creating Yoda, and episode three had the just all the crazy stuff that went into, you know, a few seconds of film. Yeah. Um, but since, you know, with the beginning one, it was kind of Star Wars coming back after a long time. And that's where with, yeah, with Force Awakens, it's like if they didn't make a documentary of Star Wars coming back again, that's a huge wasted opportunity. Especially since it seems like, I mean, Lucasfilm, I think, has their own documentary team to do all that stuff. So I'm pretty sure, yeah. I mean, that would be worth buying the Blu-ray just for that if they have, you know, some sort of... Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of crazy stuff happened before Force Awakened. Yeah, yeah, I would. It's the, I was hoping like on the episode two DVD that'd be like not the middle, but like if episode one is the beginning, like a continuation of the story, of that whole fly on the wall kind of watching the film being made in a very. It's the thing I like about the beginning. It's very honest and very open about mm-hmm. the making of Phantom Menace. Um, when I just felt like episodes two and three, those documentaries just, I, I liked them. I liked them all, but I felt like they just, they got real technical. Like one was about from puppets, yeah. to, puppets to pixels. And then the, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was more like specifically how they did something as opposed to just kind of watching what was unfolding. But, you know, they did start doing the, well, I mean, they did the web docs a little bit with, uh, episode one as well, but like, with, with the hyperspace stuff and some yeah. of the web docs, they got a little more into just kind of seeing the process. Like, the, I remember the, like the Grievous one for Revenge of the Sith was really cool because, I mean, they basically unveiled Grievous at the concept stage and then he didn't even look like that when the movie came out. Like, they kind of unveiled him before they were even done with him. Yeah. So, but there, you know, really doesn't seem to have been anything like that for Force Awakens either. Like, they kept everything so secret. Um, I hope there's stuff like that. Yeah, like, I would love... I mean, I would love to see, like, um, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega's, like, their their casting auditions and just go through that whole process of, you know, of from beginning all the way to the release. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what was really interesting with the art book, more so than even the paintings, was that was kind of a uh, written version of just what the story went through and the whole process of starting the movie even before all the main, you know, before J.J. was on and um, Lawrence Kasdan came on, like, reading kind of that whole process, so... Oh. Yeah, that that art book, like, honestly, like, if you're listening to that and you haven't bought that art book, um, I, was at, I was at Costco last week, like, my neighborhood Costco, and there was a stack, like up to my waist and I'm an insanely tall person of just the, the force awakens art book. And I was like, man, this is too much ridiculous for people to just flip through at Costco. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta read it. You, you gotta it's read weird to get an art book to read, but that's <laughs> not the, just look at the pictures, but that's the thing with the, the fourth. Yeah. The force awakens art book. You can just sit down and read it because it's like a story of how that story, the, the, the plot of the movie progressed. Mm-hmm. Now, like, speaking of the DVDs, uh, one person that was all over all the prequel 
DVDs, uh, and it's been a bit of a mystery, is Ben Burt. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to talk about Ben Burt. What's um, Ben doing? Where's Ben right. Burt? Where's Ben Burt? His name is... It's what the in the, going on? It's in the credit. What, what the heck is going on? <laughs> it's, it's, it's in his, he's in the credits. And I remember there being an article before the movie came out kind of talking about Ben Burt working it because I, I remember reading it and thinking, oh, I totally forgot that like he worked with J.J. on Star Trek, well, I think both the Star Trek movies, yeah. and then even Super 8 maybe, wasn't it? Yeah. Was I, another one. That, yeah, so it's like they have history, and then... You know, he's like one of the the holy trinity of Star Wars. It's like Lucas, Ben Burt, and John Williams are like the three people who, up until Force Awakens, were on all six movies and huge parts of the of just everything, all the audio stuff. I mean, he was the editor on the pre on most of the prequels. It's like he's a pretty big Star Wars guy. He's yeah, he's the man. He's came up with all these sounds and. I remember when I first saw Force Awakens, I was like, oh yeah, Ben Burt's fingertips are all over this thing. It sounds like Ben Burt's sound, but then Matthew Wood has gotten so good, mm-hmm. um, especially with like Clone Wars and stuff and everything he's been doing with Rebels, that maybe nowadays Matthew Wood has just been so good that he's you know learned from the master, Ben Burt. Yeah. Well, and I think even looking at it too, I think wasn't Matthew Wood almost like credited as the supervising sound guy too. So there was even guys working under him. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. There's the one guy, if you go to the, where they're listing everyone that did all the voices, there was one of the like associate sound guys who did a bunch of the, a bunch of the voices. So yeah, was, is Ben Burt retired? Did he just come and do some sound effects? Like I was really surprised not to see any interviews with him or, you know, on the 2020 special where they're talking about John Williams, it's like, where's Ben Burt? Like, the sound effects are as important as the music in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, there's been nothing on StarWars.com about, like, the sound of The Force Awakens. I don't know. Maybe that's something that will be on the Blu-ray. Let's... Yeah. Yeah, because I want to know, I mean, everyone kind of at this point, if you're a Star Wars fan, kind of knows how they make the lightsaber sound. And I'm, you know, it's be exciting to see what they how they tweak that to get Kylo's saber. Well, and he, sound to it. And even when uh, when Finn has the saber in the woods, when he first turns it on, that's the loudest lightsaber activation sound I've ever heard. Like seriously, it's like whoa, yeah. you know, when he turns that. Uh-huh. Th- um, somebody else that's uh, that's up in the air, uh, someone integral to the DNA of Star Wars that's been kind of missing in action, uh, Joe Johnston. Yeah, as soon as they started talking about the anthology kind of movies, well, and even he, before they even Disney said they were going to make them, Joe Johnson's been the one saying, I want to direct a Boba Fett movie. You know, if they ever make a Boba Fett movie, call me up. And I wonder what happened. Because the man designed the Boba Fett armor. Like, a little help from, I don't, well, which came first? Which, uh, this would be, this is where we, we'd need Paul Bateman from Rebel Force Radio. Um, like, which, the Macquarie Boba Fett or Johnston Boba Fett? Like, which informed each other? I think it's the Johnston one was first. I mean, yeah, we could very well be wrong, but it seemed like a lot of the, I mean, overall, there were a lot of designs that were Joe Johnston designs, and then they got incorporated into Ben, or Ben Burt's paintings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check out our Facebook page for all of Ben Burt's paintings. Here you go, George. 
get incorporated into the Macquarie paintings and then kind of people remember that as the iconic version of that design. But a lot of those designs were Joe Johnson's designs and just with storyboarding too. I mean, yeah, it's another guy who was super integral to the look of the Star Wars movies, who's also a director, a good director, that it's odd that he wouldn't be on the list of people to direct one of the standalones. Or even one of, even episode seven, eight, or nine. When Disney bought Lucasfilm, it uh, even winter not winter so the fir- the first avenger the first captain america movie was still kind of fresh in our brains and i thought oh well joe johnson is going to direct a star wars movie it's a given i mean he just made at that time what a lot of people were calling their favorite marvel movie mm-hmm. um the first captain america movie which i still love that first captain america movie yeah it's a good movie um but also, it's kind of weird, after that Captain America movie, he's completely dropped off the radar completely. Yeah, because he hasn't made another movie since then, has he? He made one movie that I didn't see uh, that was like a horror movie, I think, set in like an office building that went straight to On Demand. Now, here, here's what I've, what I've heard, what I read once, and I, this is by no means based in fact, that the ending of the first Captain America movie where um, Captain America wakes up in Times Square and Samuel Jackson's there, uh, that that was all directed by Joss Whedon. Okay, I can see that. They kind of have done that since then, too, of having the movie, the director of the next movie kind of do the closing scene or the credits thing. So, And I guess that pissed off Joe Johnston because he's just like, well, this is my movie, and here's the whole last five minutes or whatever and I didn't direct that. Maybe he said some words to powers that be and Disney, oh. Marvel. Right. I didn't. Yeah, that is that would be Disney, right? But yeah, I didn't even think about that. You're right. And they could have, you know, word could have gotten to CEOs and who knows that Disney that this Johnston guy said such and such to us, and guess what? You're never working for us again. Yeah, that would be too bad. Um, Because especially if this third mysterious um, standalone movie is a Boba Fett movie, which at this point, if it comes out and they say, you know, it's it's a, I don't know, it's it's a gonk droid movie, which would be awesome. But if they come out and say it's it's anything but a Boba Fett movie, I think people would like flip out and be pissed off or something. Do you think at this point people are, would be sad if it wasn't Boba Fett? I do, I do. I think, yeah, I think people. I think it's 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 like the rumor that people have heard for so long now that people just accept that it's true. Yeah, maybe. Did I tell you my idea for the Boba Fett movie? No, please do. That would make it awesome if it's half flashback of Jango Fett and half. Modern time of Boba Fett. I would love that. Well, we can have Tamara Morrison play them all. We and might, Daniel Logan at the same time. In the same suit. Yeah. Uh, we might be the only ones that would be real excited about that. Everybody loves, everybody loves Jango Fett. Do they? I, I think so. They did at the time. I was bones came out. They did on Halloween. I dressed up as my in my Django outfit, and some guy was like, "Man, is that Boba Fett or is that Django Fett?" And I was like, "Dude, it's Django." And he's like, "Oh, I thought it was the good one." And I'm like, 
you should have said, dude, if you can't tell, you don't have any right to give me a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you man. don't know Boba Fett's. So speaking of uh, Jango Fett, last week's Rebels, uh, did you watch, you watched it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Protector of Conquered Dawn. So kind of cool about that is, now, now, Jango was from Conquered Dawn, right? I, so in, yeah, one of the books or something, right, I think is where that came from. Yeah, and so they were talking about how they brought, like, Mandalorian super commandos from Conquered Dawn to, like, later in the Clone Wars to train some of the clones. Yeah. And actually what's re- really cool, which I didn't catch it first, is I think basically they're implying, too, that they trained the pilots because the pilots, the suits that the Mandalorians have is, like, basically the clone pilots from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Other than the helmet. So. Yeah. Which that all that was, like, pretty outrageous. Yeah. I can't get enough of their ships either with the uh, the wing thing that spins around. Oh. I couldn't remember. Did they have those ships in Clone Wars? Yes. So, like, the week before this episode, I went back and I rewatched all the Mandalorian episodes, which they're all so dang good. Um, but, yeah, those ships totally show up in Clone Wars. Yeah, those are cool ships. With the exact same, like, sound effects and everything. Okay, so last week, uh, Bob Iger came out saying pretty much that uh, Star Wars, is, they're doing 7, 8, 9, and they're not stopping after that. That Star Wars basically is forever. It'll go beyond Episode 9. Basically, let's think about Episode 10 right now. What is Episode 10? Well, here's one thing. is If they're talking about how they're delaying this one and they're doing some work on the script, who's to say that the plan for doing seven, eight, and nine as a trilogy is even still the plan. Like, Ooh, good point. Oh, the new characters are young enough that why would they, you know, why lock themselves into a three movie story arc when they can just leave it more open ended and keep going? Not that people want to get, you know, strung along with any sort of resolution to the story, but I don't know. At this point, you know, why make another trilogy if they're going to keep making more movies? Because. I can't see them doing a huge... I mean, if they're still going to do one every two years or so, there's not going to be a big enough time jump in just the actors' actual lives to have a big time jump in the story if they're keeping the same characters. It's not like they're going to wait 30 years so we can have old Ray. No. Yeah, it would be silly, I think, at this point to be like... Yeah, or like episode 10, oh, well, now we're going to introduce new characters... Yeah, I can't see them doing that. No. But then at what point... Well, I mean, they could introduce new characters to go along with the old characters, but... But at at what point does it start to be, like, for a lot of the Marvel movies now, the attitude kind of shifting, like, oh, like... Sometimes when I'd go see Force Awakens, and it was always the same block of trailers before it, sometimes the Civil War trailer would play, and you'd get people in the audience being like... Uh, more of the same. Uh, yeah, more Marvel stuff. Like, could Star Wars ever 
be like that where it's just like, oh, they're making another one, dragging this out. Well, yeah. I mean, they kind of already are, right? It's not one a year, so. But even with the Marvel stuff, everyone, even people who complain about it still go see them. That's the, that's and the if thing. It's good, <laughs> and if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. Right. But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting with, and with the story group they have now too, where there's just people whose full-time job is to just kind of plan out all the different storylines. Like, they don't have the issues before where it's, you know, it's one. It's not just George Lucas like trying to figure out what he's going to make in the next movie. All I need is an idea. <laughs> Somebody help me. Oh. I have, yeah, nothing to... Nothing to contribute to that. Um, you, you stumped me there. <laughs> but and that's that's the thing too. Like, so there will be these spinoff movies in between. Like, can we realistically think that the amount of spinoff movies coming are endless? I get it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it depends on right. If Rogue One is popular, I mean, the Marvel movies they went from what what like one a year to two a year to three a year. Yeah. And you know, as long as they're turning out good and people are seeing them, maybe Star Wars. I mean, I'm in a way that's exciting because maybe then Star Wars is just going to get really crazy. Well, and it's like I almost look at the Marvel mold, and you look at this. Right. There's like Captain America three is like well, yeah, it's maybe it's focused on Captain America, but it's basically like another Avengers movie, pretty much. Yeah. Well, like if and they're making like Thor three, and there's gonna be Ant Man two, and there's all the Iron Man movies. Well, well, well then why not make like well, is it, if Rogue One is super popular, will there be like Rogue One two? <laughs> Rogue T O O. <laughs> Rogue T. Look who's talking. Rogue two. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um. Well, then why not make the Obi Wan? Movies that everyone wants so bad. Yeah. Make make the uh, the dream young Qui Gon good uh, Dooku team up. <laughs> Nine film anthology. <laughs> good Dooku. Good good Dooku. <laughs> coming coming two thousand twenty one. Good <laughs> good Dooku. Because you asked for it. <laughs> because Dooku asked for it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing on. I'm ready. I'd see it. Yeah. CG, no. CG, Christopher Lee. You can do it. Yeah, family drama all in Hatties. <laughs> <laughs> it's a drama. It's a drama. Sure, yeah. It's a foreign film. <laughs> we're we're trying for best foreign film. Try to get that Oscar. Yeah. Job of the Hutt's gonna eat a heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real puppet eating a real heart. <laughs> would there be like a droid interpreter, maybe? Yeah, but he he would be speaking, you know, another language too. Yeah, so like a Rodian comes over to the, the house. And the Rodian doesn't speak Hatties. So they need a droid interpreter to yeah. speak Rodian. If, if Disney's ready, I'm ready. Because, <laughs> you know? Daiwanawonga. Yeah. 
It's not it's Daiwanawanga, the motion picture. Get ready. <laughs> Episode eight. I mean, I think it was just today. Uh, Ryan Johnson. Did you see the po- the the photo he posted today? Yeah. From Pinewood. Yeah, from Pinewood. I think that was yesterday. Oh, from yesterday. Like, everybody's getting ready. Like, John Boyega got his Finn haircut. Uh, sounds like Anthony Daniels is being snotty on the internet. So everyone's getting everyone's getting ready in their own way. Um, so I wonder, you got to think, when are we going to get the first annou- announcements for 8? Because are they going to hold off stuff to, to not conflict with Rogue One? See, yeah, see, that's interesting. There's, you know, we haven't had a trailer yet. We haven't had character names. There's so little about Rogue One. I can't see them getting too crazy on Episode Eight. I think we're going to get back into weird, crazy people with drones flying over and you know, cell phone pics of concept art phase. That there's not going to be any official stuff. Let's hope so. Let's um, hope so. Which, which I mean, like with Rogue One, we've already kind of started because. There was the vague thing about a guy with a cape. The cape guy, yeah. The guy with the white cape yeah. walking through a river and his cape's floating or something. That's yeah. Beautiful. I think I read that and I didn't even understand what they were talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's shot after shot of just some guy like in a wedding dress cape just dragging his cape around. <laughs> Princess Diana, just long white cape. Yeah. Don't step on the cape. Um, and then they were... T- now, wait, wait, so didn't... Wait, no, okay, because everybody's going crazy saying that, like, Admiral Thrawn from the Timothy Zahn Heir to the Empire novel, that he's going to be in Rebels, but Thrawn wore, like, a white, like, Imperial outfit. He didn't... Did Thrawn ever wear a cape? I mean, it's a book. He, he didn't. Sleep. I don't think so, but I kind of hope that that was their like. You know, we want to bring Thrawn back, but just being blue is not cool enough. <laughs> Let's give him a big cape. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, good idea. Yeah, <laughs> we heard that'll be that'll go over well in Michigan. <laughs> The guys from Muskegon that listened yeah. to the podcast. Uh, and then they were talking about the uh, Forrest Whitaker uh, maybe having a robot leg. I'm for that. I hope he's just his character from Battlefield Earth. Oh, man. They found the button cam. <laughs> Let's hope so. It's I, that, I'm hoping. It's that long-awaited Battlefield Earth Star Wars crossover. Yeah. Well, when you're making a movie a year, at some point... They never made Battlefield Earth 2, you know? Why never. not team them up? It's never going to happen. It might be bigger in China then. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. If, if they get Travolta, that might be what it takes <laughs> to break through to China. Yeah, because I would love, like, if um, if they announced for, going back to episode 8, uh, I would love if they announced, like, because they, they haven't formally announced that uh, Benici, Benicio del Toro is even in the movie yet, or have they? Have they? Have they officially announced that he's uh, in? You might be right. I think he just said he was in the movie. Yeah, he could be lying. So, is I can't believe I didn't I didn't know this, but did he really? Was he really supposed to be Darth Maul? I guess. 
How did we not know this? I don't know. Maybe Benicio Del Toro is a man of lies when it comes to Star Wars. Maybe, hey, wait a minute. Maybe Benicio Del Toro is Super Shadow. <laughs> He's been slowly absorbing everyone's midi-chlorians over the years. He's Super Shadow. He's going out there spreading all the sweet lies. Like, don't you remember? I was Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah, so I was supposed to be Darth Maul, and then I was going to be Count Dooku. I was going to be Pago the Lesser. He probably was Pago the Lesser. He probably was. <laughs> When's he getting his standalone movie? Yeah, where I, I think I said that, and in, in I think we should bring that up in every single podcast. Yeah. Where's the Pago the Lesser standalone yeah. movie? You know, he was always in Poggle the Greater's Shadow. <laughs> let's get let's get deep. Let's get real deep with how it works there in Geonosis. If Rogue One, if there's a Geonosian just like eating lunch on the Death Star, it's over. I will puke. Yeah. <laughs> I will puke straight up in the air and catch it so I can puke it again. <laughs> <laughs> just so I know the puke was real. <laughs> just just a Geonosian just hanging out eating lunch. Eating lunch. Clicking clicking. <laughs> do you think do you think people would even know if like a Geonosian showed up? Would anyone be like, hey look at the Geonosian? I think so. You think so? I think so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people, you know, have good taste. They know what's they know what entertainment is. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. All right, so here, here's, the, here's the last thing. I was thinking about this a lot today. So you don't see Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, if, or even if he has one in The Force Awakens. Like, And I started thinking, like, what if, what if Luke doesn't have a lightsaber anymore maybe he's so powerful he doesn't need it or maybe all the bad things that happened to him with the training of kylo ren and everything and like his students getting wiped out what if he just doesn't want to carry a weapon anymore now i know like i'm like inferring a lot because just because you don't see something but i was like well what if he doesn't have a lightsaber anymore. Like, do you think, Gabe, he still has his green saber from Return of the Jedi? Oh, man. I don't know. I've been thinking about that a lot, too. Because, you know, the Force wanted Rey to bring that saber back. So does that mean the saber's for her or because Luke needs it? And they made a point of having Rey basically being a badass with a staff. So it's like, are they going to give her... A double-sided mall saber. Yeah, the internet's all insane about that. Like, yeah, so it's like, and if that's the case, then yeah, Luke would Luke take his old saber back? Does he need his old his father's saber to kind of put him back on the path? Oh man, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, because that that's the question. And like the last time I watched Force Awakens, I started thinking about when just that act that Ray is reaching out her hand, like she wants to give it to Luke still at this point like she's not she's not like taking ownership of the saber at this point yet still like she's almost saying like this is yours 
And do we see... Do we see Luke's belt? No. Not at all. Did he? Here's a good question. In that picture that leaked of the photo shoot of Luke in his Jedi outfit, yeah. did he have a saber? Nothing. So maybe not. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, they're going back to Return of the Jedi Palpatine, where he just didn't need it anymore. Or even think of The Empire Strikes Back Yoda, where Yoda wasn't training Luke on saber techniques. Yeah, right. Just just the Force in general. Just if you can know how to control the Force and use the Force and... That the saber stuff will just come naturally to you, because the force will guide you. Well, and even in Jedi too, if you know, when he didn't want to kill his father, he threw his saber down. Right. So if something happens, you know, after the Knights of Ren ransack the temple, if Luke goes nuts and gets, you know, borderline dark side, yeah, maybe he does just he throws his saber away. He's yeah. done with it. Yeah. Tosses it out the window. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's hard to melt cheese for your nachos without a lightsaber, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just eating cold, cold uh, cheddar on his chips. <laughs> Getting, gotta get those re- refried beans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the right temperature. <laughs> eating cold beans? I wish I had that saber. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that Ray finds it in Maz Kanata's basement and brings yeah. me that so I can warm up these beans. <laughs> beans are cold. Oh man, no microwave in the first Jedi Temple. No, no, they hadn't figured it out yet. No, the Sith Temple's got a microwave. <laughs> quicker, quicker, easier, <laughs> more seductive. Yeah, the microwave. <laughs> Snoke's calling him through the force. We got a vending machine. <laughs> ice cold Coca Cola. <laughs> Lipton iced tea. <laughs> it's brisk. <laughs> Episode eight starts out, and Snoke's just drinking a brisk iced tea. <laughs> so brisk. <laughs> He's just pouring it into the, the scar on his head. <laughs> it's like, I know it's gross, but this is the only way it really gets gets in there. Yeah. I'm Snoke. I've been having a hard time. Yeah. Every time I drink, it comes out of the hole in the side of my face. <laughs> That's how he went to the dark side. Yeah. I just want a nice tea. <laughs> I just wanted a brisk. People... <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So I think I think that's it at this point. Yeah, I think on that note. I think on that note. Uh, so leave us another review on iTunes. Contact us. You must contact me. Um, we'll read it on the air, just like we did uh, all that in the beginning. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can look for there's blast points on. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook. There's an Instagram page. And uh, and you can read my weekly reviews of Star Wars Rebels on uh, on DoomRocket.com. 
um, this week we're finding out about Zeb's uh, I think it's like Zeb's family there's like an old yeah. grandma Zeb it's like the, the Zeb version of the holiday special <laughs> let's, woo, let's keep our fingers crossed for <laughs> that they, one they had to bring Leia back maybe she'll sing a song yeah we got some time to kill before they go to the Sith temple with Ahsoka so let's, uh, let's, let's meet Zeb's grandma <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Gabe, you got anything else? Uh, that's all I got. That's all, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Um, so until the next one, uh, thanks for listening. May the force be with you. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Switch off.